0: Okay, so I'm super excited today because uh, my guest is one of my favorite headshot photographers on the planet, Christian Webb. He's from New York and um, I I know you for so many years. We never had a chance to chat face to face. I'm mm-hmm. super excited that you accept my invitation and you've decided to um, do this um, interview, even though I know it's middle of the night in New York um, and then you still... Um, you know decided to do that i i i'm extremely appreciated your time and uh, i'm i'm hoping we're gonna have fantastic conversation about hatchet photography because i'm sure is as much passion for you like as for me so um i have um 10 questions for you there's some surprising questions but everything is going to be pretty much related to um hatchet photography and uh, my first question is pretty much I want to dig into a little bit your story, because um, I've, I've tried to find something, but I couldn't. Um, I, I know, <laughs> which is a good thing. Right. But I would like yeah. to ask you, like, how did you get into the headshot photography? Um, what was the reason that, you know, you've decided pick actually the headshots um, above all of those other genres of photography because there's tons of other stuff but I'm I'm, I'm I'm just want to ask you if you had any particular reason to uh pick headshots like you know what was the process of, of getting to um just deciding okay this is what i'm gonna do and just tell me a little bit of your story because i know you're a um, movie bob you love movie you have some um acting background there's 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 tons of tons of stuff but i would like to kind of hear a little bit more if you could just Give me a little more secret. I would really appreciate it.
1: Sure. Uh, Well, first, cheers to you. And I really appreciate when I got the request for you to interview me. I was like, why do you want to interview me? I mean, you saw my response. I was like... An hour, I'm going to bore you and bore everyone else. But if you want to, I'm game because you're a cool guy, and I've known you. I feel like I've known you for so long um, through you know, through Dylan's group and through just in general online. We're online buddies and colleagues, and so I'm honored, and, and I'm grateful that you want to interview me. So that's cool. Um, regarding – so it's interesting you say you can't find anything. It's because my name – my business name is not my legal name, which okay. is probably – and I've gotten – I've gotten junk about that from a photographer uh, buddy of mine, uh, Brad Trent, who uh, I you know I work with, and he's often kind of questioned like, why do you have three different names? And it's because my legal name is different, and then I have my business name, and that profile is set up for Christian Webb. And there's not a lot of stuff on there with family and and my okay. personal life. Uh, every now and then you'll see your posts. I like guess was my son's birthday. My my eleven. One of my sons turned eleven. So occasionally I put stuff on there, and he's in the industry as well. So I'll occasionally put his stuff on there, but it's not very robust with a lot of uh, personal stuff. So that that's why that is. That's why I seem to oh, be okay. this, you know, mysterious, you know, whatever. I'm just Person, a yeah. <laughs> And that's it. So uh, as far as photography, so I got into – I've always – you know, I studied film and theater in, in school. And so that that's a brief – sort of background on my thing. Like I've always been into that. I think when I was uh, in junior high school, I remember I used to take pictures of cologne bottles. This is really oh, okay. stupid, but I share this with people because I think it starts like it, it it shows like the beginning. I used to take the cologne bottles like Dracar Noir and Polo and these different colognes. And I'd put them on these little marble things that I would get from Macy's. I'd ask for their little display things and I would place them on like little velvet tables and try to take pictures the way they looked in GQ. I thought that was really cool. cool. I was like, man, I wet the bottles and try to take little pictures of cologne bottles. So I think I've always had some kind of thing for framing and wanting to shoot. So I don't know why I didn't go into product photography, but anyway. So I kind of, I abandoned a lot of creative stuff other than writing, I should say, other than Mm -hmm. screenwriting. I, I abandoned most, you know, I wasn't behind a camera or doing anything particular for a number of years. And... About two, I want to say 2007.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I got back into photography a little bit. My my son, actually the one who just turned 11, um, he when he was born, I started shooting. I started taking pictures. I was living in Princeton at the time, and it was a lot of we had a lot of natural light coming in all these different doors around the house, and I would always shoot him. And I was always wanting to go further with the. I was like, oh, it's great light. I want to shoot him here. Mm-hmm. I got a little more serious, so I got my first DSLR, which was a, a Nikon. Uh, it was a D90. Okay. I <laughs> And I started getting just fascinated with shooting. Interesting story. One of my best friends and teammates from back in high school, who we had lost touch for maybe 10, 15 years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we freestyled BMX together. We half pipes and we competed together and we were on the same team. And we were like really good buddies in high school and lost touch for like 10, 15 years. I up reconnecting with him right when I got my camera. And it turns out the last 10, 15 years, he was a huge fashion photographer. Oh, wow. It was the most interesting, it was just the weirdest thing. And we reconnected like we were best friends, like we hadn't lost a day. Mm-hmm. And I find out that he's shooting for this, he shot the cover for that, he shot Scarlett Johansson yesterday, he's shooting for oh, Sony okay. tomorrow. And I was like, holy shit, like when did this happen? So it was very interesting, and he kind of, he was like, all right, you're going to get the photography. You need to get some some pocket wizards and some seamless paper and some auto poles. And this is what you're going to do. We're going to do this and some fashion. You're going to work on this. So I started basically shooting whatever I could. My wife is a former model and a news anchor. So I started using her. I, I, you know, it's like, hey, it's two in the morning. I got to shoot you. Let's go. <laughs> let's get to the studio and let's do stuff. Um, and I had access to her friends who were all, like, Latina models. and. okay. And, like, That's
0: a good start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so I started shooting, like, random um, just whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I probably did that for, I don't know, a couple of years like, t- until 2000. I want to say 2000. Uh, mm-hmm. When did I do that till? About 2011, 12, 13, somewhere in there. Uh, it was kind of like hit or miss. I, I was assisting with Chris, and I was doing random stuff, and I was shooting my son because he, he models for a lot of agencies. So I was just doing random stuff. Headshots, Peter Hurley. I discovered Peter mm-hmm. online, as everyone did at some point, yes. right? I discovered Peter either through F-Stoppers or through some random blog or seeing Peter Hurley. So I was like, oh, the headshots. That's pretty cool. Headshots work for me. I, I, I instantly gravitated to it because I, I like – actors and acting and film and that whole process. And I remember getting my headshots done. And so it just spoke to me right away. Peter's style instantly spoke to me as well. Also because of the close-ups and the mm-hmm. sort of the negative, like, you know, the plain white background and just the actor and this close-up. And I like yeah. things framed. I like Brian De Palma's work and everything's like extreme close-ups. Close, yeah. And I thought that was that, that was really cool. So I, I kind of started with the fundamentals there. Um, and I knew right away, I was like, I got to shoot headshots. Mm -hmm. It was kind of just worked for me. Just clicked at that moment. Fashion for me was too, um, it's a very collaborative process and it's more about the fashion. It's more about the the story and the dress and the makeup. And there's like a team of people involved in doing that. It's just such an extremely complex, um, world. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't see that being for me. So. With actors, I feel like it's more of a personal relationship. It's me and an actor, mm-hmm. and of that, and it, and it's engaging. It's a little bit different, so that that's kind of where I focus. I started getting into headshots from there. Yeah, perfect. Too.
0: So that actually is a great finish for my next question because I just want to talk, um, of course, about your style because that's something which you developed. Um, amazingly and then you know your shots even you know they the way I see it they even shot in different location different places but they kind of have this kind of um, continuing style so you know you can really easy I can recognize your shots from miles like I even I remember I talked to someone one day and, and they actually pointed out to you saying that you know if they see your shot out of like say there's 20 images you know i can pick up with like like i know it's gonna sound stupid with my eyes closed which one is your shot because they have that style so i just want to talk a little bit about you know your style like it was something which you developed over the time or there's something uh, that you just kind of hit it one day okay this is what i'm gonna stick to it um can you tell me about this process because that's what definitely interests me and you have this like i know you like blue and we yeah. talk about it several times online that, you know, whenever I, I remember when I, I knew if I post something with the blue background, you're gonna to respond to it. So I was just like <laughs> sometimes teasing you. But um but I you know and you know what it was also like I wanna add one more thing. Um I've been actually watching some interesting uh, TEDx talk and they were they were talking about um, you know, the, the how people respond to callers, whatever. And for whatever reason they, they they did some studies. I don't know exactly the um, the details of it, but the, the person was saying pretty much that the best color for social media is blue And this is like you're pretty much your face just kind of come out on the back <laughs> And I was yeah. like, okay, he knew it this thing before I did so um, So that was interesting and I, I just want to actually tell you this because apparently people respond way better to anything which has kind of blue tone to it, headshots, images, like whatever you name it, and what was interesting for me because blue is kind of cold color, right? I was thinking that people gonna respond more to uh, reds and those kind of tones, but not. Apparently, the like if people see shot on Instagram which has majority of blue tone, there is chances they are gonna respond to it with like much higher frequency. So that's kind of interesting. So let's go back to your style, and um, if you could just share a little bit more details on that
1: okay so for me style wise i would say i kind of like i said a lot of my, my my background was film and i've always been obsessed with close-ups and like very intimate extreme close-ups almost mm-hmm. so like i do a thing now where i'm editing and i do something called the zoom in where mm-hmm. I, I i will zoom into the eyes or a really close crop shot while i'm editing and i'll screenshot it and i'll post it up and i talk about that shot And it's because I really like to get in and engage in the face. So like I said, Hurley, for me, early on, was kind of like it made sense. The way he shot kind of spoke to me. Dylan Patrick probably would be the closest to, you know, that's where I found, like Dylan and I share the same almost the same background when it comes to film and acting. Okay. Uh, And this, this love of film and having an acting experience and being New Yorkers. And so it's kind of, I, when I discovered Dylan Patrick's work and Dylan's setup, it made sense to me and his style spoke to me.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: for me, it was very much like he mentored me in that sense of like Dylan's style is that's a, that's exactly like I was kind of shooting that style before I knew Dylan Patrick. Oh, OK. Like I had I had shots that I went back to and and, and I was shooting in the same frame in the setup and I was shooting with a certain kicker, but it was natural light and I didn't quite. Um, get the setup until Dylan kind of broke it down it was like, hey, I shoot like this on location okay. and this is what I do. So that was, for me, a really big turning point because it kind of set me in the right direction to mm-hmm. say all right, I can shoot on location, I can do this in high-speed sync, and this is what I want to do. And I thought he was just extraordinary with his process and the way he did things. So And it spoke to me, again, like Peter's work did because it just had a certain the, the close-up effect, the landscape um, thing worked for me because I like that cinematic look. I want people looking like they're in a film still or they're in a, you know, a, you know something like that. So so Dylan was a very big inspiration to big mentioned to me. So shout out to Dylan Patrick mm-hmm. because I have to give him props oh, yeah. for that. I it's think we props. owe him a lot. All of us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he sent me in that direction. Peter, with Peter, I found that we identified with, you know, Peter, the personality thing and a lot of the nuance of what goes on Behind the camera and dealing with the client, I thought was very interesting. So Peter kind of uh, mentored me with that. You
0: okay. know what I mean? Yes. Um,
1: in addition to his style, in addition to you know, because if you look at if you look at Peter's style and you look at uh, Dylan Patrick, they're pretty much similar, except that you know Peter shoots in studio; it's usually a white or black background. Yes. Right. Pretty much, but the yeah. close ups and the engagement and, are, and the expressions are, you know, they're right there. They're get on your, you know what I mean? They're not like yes. three quarter shots, really. They're very close up. So going back to uh, Dylan, so that was a big inspiration for me, a big turning point. As far as the blues go, I had always. I've always been partial to blue in yeah. cinema. So if you look at a lot of David Fincher's work, if you yes. look at James Cameron, if you look at uh, some of um, De Palma's earlier work and certain things, I would always, the blues and the shadows and that kind of look on skin tone mm-hmm. always just spoke to me. And so okay. I was shooting, I was looking for blues actively in New York and I wound up okay. finding this one place that just happened to work for me and the blues were rich and yes. abundant and beautiful. And it became my studio, so to speak okay. on the West side. And I haven't looked back since it's a bit debilitating. It's actually, it's actually a bit of a handicap though, because what happens is if I'm out of town, like I can't go to, you know, to where you're in Calgary. Yes. Right? I can't just go there and show up and shoot anywhere. Okay. I mean, I can shoot, don't get me wrong. I could take my setup and I could shoot a headshot, you know, in the middle of a field somewhere or in the back of an alley somewhere. It's fine, um, but I won't have my blues. I'll, fi- I'm, I'll I'm, find I'll find the I'm, blues I'm, for you. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of been put in this box because, as you said, you know, yeah. if you look at my work. Most people identify it and like, okay, I see the rich blues or some kind of teal, mm-hmm. and this color thing that's and it's a little cooler than that's Christian's work. So if I shoot something with like red or orange background, it would be it would be a little it's a little different. Yes. I've kind of boxed myself in where I need to always find moves. When I shoot in Atlanta, okay, um, I've worked very hard to make sure that my setup in Atlanta, I have a building across from me that's all blue windows. Okay. Teal like windows, like glass, the, the condo across from me. So I'm able to shoot through
0: my windows and get that same That effect. blue tone. Okay.
1: Cool. So that's my that's my story
0: well it's great you know like I, I just want to always kind of hear those stuff because you know um as you said you know you you have this kind of kind of own vision for certain things right and you want to stick to it and you want to execute it you know and you want to also keep that style so people recognize your work and then i have to admit that you know like you have that amazing um own style which is not only you know is recognized all over but you kind of stick to it because i feel sometimes i'm all over the place right and you know whatever i go i'm trying to kind of make this work but um that gives me also like a little bit of um something to think about it and you know maybe i should also kind of come up with some some ideas to kind of like maybe narrow this down a little bit and kind of so my work will be more recognized but um yeah that's a great that's a great story yours yours is very recognizable is it don't, short, okay. don't shortchange yourself you have oh. a very distinct
1: look so okay. I, I, yeah, it's very distinct okay I can spot I could spot your work from across if I was looking at a bunch of photos and no one okay. said anything um, and it wasn't tagged I, I could look and see and definitely tell your work oh perfect
0: well that's made my day today that's for go, sure
1: go, going back to the blues thing by the way also if you think about blues in terms of psychology but when you think of the ocean yes and the sky yes that's true yeah very uh, comforting and very like masses of blue sky you always feel comforted or you feel some sort of like you feel at ease you feel at peace okay. um, yeah. the ocean the same thing you kind of feel this sense of like yeah. peacefulness and tranquility so that blue brings that cool even though it's a, a cooler
0: uh, you know it's not
1: warm okay. it's a cooler yeah. temperature uh, or color it actually it actually in um, inspires comfort
0: okay so now you're digging really deep into like psychology right and then you know (laughs) dylan was doing kind of the same thing he was like we are starting with some questions and then you know like he was just taking this to completely you know different avenue which was kind of that also shows me that you know like you look at the uh headshots from also completely different angle and that actually comes to my that brings my next question so would you mind and tell me what's the recipe for the good headshot? Like, you know, when you're shooting, what you looking for and, you know, like what's your kind of, you know, recipe, what is important, what is less important. I just want to kind of if you could just give me a little bit of your approach, because the main reason I'm asking this is whenever I post stuff on social media, um, and I know you probably experienced the same thing. You know, the first thing what people ask, like, you know, what lens do you use? What camera do you use? Um, and this is, comes to hundreds and hundreds of requests with the same question, but me and you and all of others guys who actually, you know, they're shooting this professionally and, you know, we shooting constantly, we know that the equipment is only a tool. This is something which kind of help us to get where we want to be and what do we want to get. But it's not the most important thing, and I just with also with those interviews, I want to make sure that you know we somehow gonna send that message out to people that you know headshots is not, you know Nikon seventy two hundred VR two, and you know um, yeah. whatever speed lights or you know strobes. This is something which is just a kind of, as I said, is a tool to help us to achieve you know so. If you wouldn't mind, just tell me what's your recipe for a good headshot. Like, if someone would just ask you, like, you know, give me the recipe.
1: Uh, so, it's interesting you say recipe because I saw a friend of mine, or a Facebook friend. I okay. post, I was scrolling through someone's timeline and it was a female who said... Uh, you might have the recipe, but it doesn't mean the sauce will taste the same, or something yes. like that. It was something it was some interesting meme or something she put up, and I thought that was really interesting. But um, so, and it goes back to this idea when I have people say, "Oh, hey, what lens and what aperture are you shooting at?" I'm like, it doesn't really matter. I could tell you all that, and you still won't be able to do what I do. Yes. And it sounds it sounds arrogant, but I don't mean it like that. I just mean if it was as simple as everyone having a formula, yes. then we'd all shoot the same exact quality headshots. exactly we don't have the same exact quality shots if everyone knew the formula and had the same equipment we would all have it so for me it's it's okay so I'll preface everything by saying that you are 100% on the money the gear is absolutely irrelevant to me I'm not a Mm -hmm. gear person I've been using the same camera D800 and the same 7200 lens since I've gotten I've never changed I didn't welcome to the club Yeah, I haven't changed anything. I haven't got the the, the D850. I I haven't changed. The only thing I've ever changed, I went from speed lights to the Flashpoint Explorer uh, 600s. And the reason for that was based on need. It wasn't based on, oh, Flashpoint, this is exciting. I need new lights so so that my headshots will be better. I changed because I wound up having a job in Atlanta, I was hired to shoot like 40 actors in one, you know, wow. one of my weeks that I was down there. Mm-hmm. And for me, I wanted to make sure that I, I was going to be shooting a lot of people per day. And I didn't want to do the end loop, my rechargeable batteries yeah. in two speed lights. I wanted to either have some profile. Fo- At the time I was dealing with pro photo, and I was trying to actually have some B1s with me, but I couldn't get them. So it was kind of yeah. like, I want to make sure I have a backup. I want to have some more quality, durable lighting situation mm-hmm. as opposed to my two Nikons. So that was the only reason I changed um, lights. And I haven't looked back. They're great. And they do the same thing. So I tell people, if you go back and look at my shots with the Nikon, uh, the the uh, SB910 mm-hmm. versus my Explorer 600,
0: you won't see, see the it. difference. Yeah.
1: You have no idea that I changed yeah, yeah. lights. You oh, don't absolutely. know. So it's really irrelevant for me it's just a setup thing it's just they are two lights they are a little faster to deal with there's more power obviously um and you know they're more durable mm-hmm. and the fact that i can you know i can plug them in and the fact that um what's the other thing uh what was the other thing i don't have to use batteries and stuff yes right? that's all it is so my formula my recipe outside of the gear stuff really is the actor it's really the relationship with the actor and getting I need to capture them mm-hmm. my formula starts before they get in front of my camera I, 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 uh, I try to get to know them a bit either through social media or when they email me or when they call me and try to figure them out a little bit or look at their photos and kind of get a sense of them so when they show up I have a good time with them so like I'm really concerned with having a great relationship with them in front of my camera and that for me is everything and trying to get them to be relaxed and capture them and their expressions. Mm-hmm. So if I can do that, then I've had a successful session. And, and that's really what it comes down to the, the lighting, the composition. I make tweaks. I get mad at myself later on because I'm like, Oh shit. I, you know, I, I had them lean too much in this shot. I really right, like yeah. that up They're too much this way or, you know, they're too this way. Or man, I screwed up. I, what the hell was I thinking with my key yeah. light? I was a little too hot on that. Um, you know, little technical things, but more important is making sure that I capture them the right way, and that the relationship with them while I'm shooting them is working. Perfect. You know? And it's a, it's a redundant thing when you think about it. It's a very redundant process. Absolutely. And I explain that to I explain it to to my clients while I'm shooting them because oftentimes they'll feel like, "Are we just going to stay in the same position shooting over and over and over again?" Yeah. And I explain to them like, "Look, it's really important for you to understand." I might take 10 shots of you in that same position, right? We're having fun, we're shooting, you're in the same position, I'm in the same position, we're shooting. But from shot to shot to shot, there's going to be small nuance. And we're just Absolutely. going for that one shot. We need to get, at the end of the Perfect. session, we, you've got to end up with three to four shots that you're going to use permanently, right? Absolutely. So from, from shot six to seven, maybe in shot seven, Expression on your face was perfect, but you were way too leaned in. Yeah. I up because I told you to lean in more and you're like, you're like falling <laughs> up, right? Uh shot seven, your mouth was a little weird, too yeah, tense. Yeah. Right? Shot eight, your eye was a little off, it doesn't look right. Shot nine, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect expression, perfect composition. Everything was flawless. Look at that shot. You know, you you know that feeling, oh I so, know
0: that feeling, yeah.
1: You get all excited, <laughs> they get excited. So it's like a, it's a process. So as long as going through the session with the client, you know, we, we had this thing going on and I don't know if you've seen some of my live videos, some that I, I kind of get Absolutely. a little zany. I have fun. Yes. And I think that's the most important thing. They have to feel like they're in a comfortable environment. So the formula for me is making sure, and this is probably, um, this is probably more Peter, you know, influenced that ability to be yourself and have fun with your clients. No, absolutely. Because it's, it's something that you keep – I don't think you can teach it. I've had people uh, call me or, or message me or ask me questions online about how do you get your, your people comfortable. And I'm like, it's not something you can teach. Yes. You kind of have to have a personality to deal with people and have fun with them and do crazy accents and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. really, You have to be able to do that on your own, and that's probably the most incri- that's probably the most critical element of your session perfect so oh,
0: I, I know exactly what you're talking about and uh, you know what and and what is interesting that we're going kind of for the same process right you know because I know exactly the feeling that you know people are kind of shocked that you know they in the same position and they have to just like slowly change or you know slowly at uh, like adjust and stuff like that and they don't kind of understand the process that you know like everything has to have kind of balance right you know the lighting the pose the face expression and we just work towards that goal right um but it's not
1: modeling, you know no no
0: no 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 but but we know like when we get the good stuff right and and i think for me also like the first i don't know 10 15 minutes is also like a figuring out you know how the person you know photographs right because sometimes they they look good from you know this side sometimes they look from the other side so we also learn them throughout the process so it's a kind of you know uh two-way street you know with, with those sessions that you know like we both have to work to get the the, the, the final shot so, so yeah qu- you know question for you yes go for it so
1: have you had have you had sessions where you you start off and you get five minutes into the session and it's just not working
0: oh yeah oh of course i had those <laughs> those sessions um but you know what usually i'm trying to um well depends on the shoot right um i found like i don't shoot a lot of actors and i wish i could do that because calgary is you know we don't have that industry as much developed as you know is in new york city so for me having access to those folks is is much harder um so so you know i i shoot mostly corporate stuff but those folks they you know they they don't want to spend too much time they think they're gonna show up for five minutes you know they're gonna lean towards you and you have to get a shot so so that's that's difficult. Um I but also you know what I found and I'm sure you have the same thing that it's it's a, it's a process, right? It takes time to 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 you know kind of know the person a little bit better to interact with them. And you can see I can see you know when they open up to me, you know when they kind of break yeah. that ice and they're like okay, now we can shoot, right? So usually the way it goes is like you just working hard working hard and you know at some point they like wow okay you know what? Now, now we can work you know they they, yeah. they 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 have this different kind of face expression they they trust you a little bit more but that consume time and sometimes you know the problem is that we don't have that time right True. so i'm trying yeah. to um most of the time to um just tell them way ahead that i'm gonna need you know if it's gonna work then it's great but if it's not gonna work i need a little more time so most of the time you know they understand that also they have to work a little bit more because that's, what's going to bet going to benefit them at the end of the day. Right. But I think, you know, it's the same process for all of us. You know, I think people are everywhere the same. I, I I know like, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking that, you know, if you're working with actors, um, you know, they kind of know some of those stuff, right. They know how to act, how to, no, no. no. Okay. So that's, yeah, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, that's something which you know i think everyone has to go through and um I, I also noticed that everyone is different right like you cannot as you said have a recipe for everything or everyone right like you know you're having the client and it's like a white page and then you have to figure out how this whole thing is going to work and it's just the process i think with the experience you can learn this things much quicker and you can kind yeah. of you know understand them a little bit more and you you know how to interact with them so yeah so that's the kind of we we kind of read our minds so we kind of know exactly what we are going for okay so let's jump into my next question which is please tell me who inspires you and you know doesn't have to be <laughs> headshot photographers um, where are you getting your inspiration from and just let's focus just only on photographers so do you have um photographers you you're looking up to or someone who really impacts your work or impact your life and you know you really like okay those guys they've done something very important for me
1: i think obviously peter dylan okay? okay so i'll put those at the top only because they're uh, they're obviously the in the same genre of photography that I'm in, and they serve as, as inspirations and mentors to me at some point in my career okay. early on, right? So they they the, they set the the you know the bar for me early on. Um, beyond that, a lot of the photographers that I that I follow and admire are not even headshot photographers. I mean, Peter Colson, uh, Coulson Coulson, Does Australia, a lot yes. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of Damon Lobel, who uh, does a lot of just, like, really experimental stuff. Uh, Russell James, who shoots a lot of Victoria's Secret stuff. Um, I like... Um, I'm more... <laughs> I don't know the film. The film thing is like for me. I look at Brian De Palma and I look at David Fincher and I look at the, the lighting of like Roger Deakins, for example, okay. and different uh, Darius Khondji, and, and I, I'm more based in that world uh, than I am in a photography world. If that makes any sense? Yes, absolutely. I think I think my inspiration comes also from other headshot photographers who, Like there's a, there's in L.A. There's Stephanie gr I believe, okay. uh, who is absolutely fantastic i look at her work see i'm i'm very i'll just give you some real talk mm-hmm. i'm very competitive let's just keep it if anyone's ever seen some of my stuff i can come off sometimes as very kanye west and i and i'm proud of that to a degree because i feel like i think competition is lacking in our in our world these days especially within within the photography world because everyone has to be so nice to each other. Like everyone yeah. has to be so, you know, you you you're you're not allowed to to be competitive. And I feel competition breeds uh, success. It breeds excellence. Yes. I feel like when you take two MCs and have them battle each other, that it's like one is they gotta they can be best friends and have drinks afterwards. But while you're battling, it's like we are it's going a, at it's it. It's a cutthroat and, <laughs> Playing basketball and playing football and play, like, playing tennis, like you're trying to up the next person. And I yeah. feel like I want to see a headshot competition. I'd love to be like, I got you. I can kick your ass in headshots. Yeah. I'd love to take Dylan on. Okay. I'd love to take Peter Early on. Not out of disrespect. Oh, yeah, yeah. For me, it's like I want to shoot against the people who are better than me. Okay. I want to find the people who are doing shit that I can't do, who I look up to, because it forces me to up my game. So, I look at other photographers, like I look at, like I said, Stephanie in in L.A., Mm -hmm. who's fucking phenomenal. Stephanie's work is, she's a lot of natural light, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's like a combination of natural light and other stuff, and she, you know, what she's doing in L.A., I look at that sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, I can't mess with that. Yeah. (laughs) And that's with me. Like, I'm being real with you. Like, I'm I'm one of those people who's like, you are not gonna best me. Like, I don't ever want to be in a position where I feel like I can't keep up, or my shot is not gonna be one of the best shots, or I'm not gonna be one of the best in the game. I want to be one of the best in the game. I don't, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm 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 not a big fan of like, oh, I have to remain humble. And I know that sounds I think it's, let me change that. Okay. I don't, think it's a good, I don't think it's good to bash anyone else in order for you to big up yourself, all right? So I remain humble in terms of, hey, you know, I, I do what I do and that's all I do. But I'm a, also a big fan of saying you need to have goals to, to, to look at things to up your level of work. Yes. So I look at other things and say, okay, I need to get that good. I need to get better. Or I need to be better than that person because my job, is to be the best I can be. So going back to your original yeah. question, my inspiration comes from people that I see who are doing excellent work. Like I said, mm-hmm. Dylan, Peter. Um, looking at that work early on in my career, it was like, you know, I need to get cleaner. Mm-hmm. I need to get better. Peter's got that little thing, and it's pissing me off because I need to be able to be that good. Um, you know, Dylan just knocked it out of the park with that one headshot on my. Fuck am I doing? I, I gotta get better than that. And I have to be able to stand in a room full of other photographers um, and feel like I can step on a stage with you and I can whoop your ass. And I think that's a
0: good thing. I oh don't absolutely. That, you know what? I i completely agree with you. Um and, right. and but that's what you know what, what kind of gets us to you know the better spot. Because you know, if you're kind of, as you said, like you don't want to take the competition on and you just like, oh, I'm always kind of like behind and, and you know, like you're never going to get better. Right. Um, you know, I agree with you that, you know, we're living also in the world where, you know, um, and I completely agree when you said like, you know, you want to kind of battle someone, you know, when it comes to the work. It's not about kind of bashing, you know, someone's work and say like you're bad or whatever. Um, but I think I agree with you that, you know, I think the social media also have changed as a lot of like a lot of ways that, you know, like even I've noticed that, you know, if you comment something on social media and you kind of put a little bit more harsh language, you know, yeah. people just like, they, first of all, they ask you about, you know, to being kind of critical about their work but if you say something which they don't agree with like all of a sudden you're the worst enemy right and i actually you know what i'm really careful right now with commenting some of those stuff because i know that it might take me to some spot where people might get upset or angry and you know like i, I like that people love to be kind of pat on the back and you know like even if they showing really bad work you know they want to kind of hear compliments and you know they want to kind of like you know, you wanna start with the good stuff and then you just slowly get into the bad stuff, but you know like the whole thing is bad, right? <laughs> so right. They...
1: And, and there's no <laughs> way around that. It has to be it has to I, I, I think the best way to handle that. I have a group, so I you you know my, my yes. I have uh, the action. Action. Yes. I have in the about section and in in, in the rules, like look, this is a kind of hardcore. I'm not the guy who's like, Oh wow, you're doing great, buddy, keep it up, you're doing fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to just, I'm kind of raw and it makes me a bit of an asshole, but I'd rather be that guy because I think out of 10, out of 10 photographers, there might be one who really gets it and wants that kind of feedback and it's going to improve versus the nine who are are seeking me to be their best friend or to be complimentary of them to make them feel better versus, you know, I've always sought out I've always tried to find the people that would ridicule and would, would critique me, to, like pick out everything bad about me, yeah. no matter what I was doing. Because I, I thought that was the best way to improve. Uh, as a photographer, one of my mentors, Brad Trent, um, when I started assisting Brad, I, he's, he's a man I respect so much on his work that I would look for him to tell me something. Right. Like, instead of complimenting, he would compliment me. In fact, we our relationship started because I was following him and all of a sudden he followed me back. I was like, how the hell is Brad Trent following me? Why would he follow me? And he, you know, I, I reached out to him. He was like, dude, don't bash your work. You're really good. So I would always look for him to say stuff to me. And I remember one time uh, I was at his place and uh, he looked at my website and we were just br- randomly going through something. He was like, oh, you should take that down. You should take that down. That's no uh-huh. good. You don't want that on there. And he's very brash. Yeah, Brad, is very like, no holds barred, potty mouth, really brash guy. And I immediately went home and took all that shit down. I don't take it as a slight against me. I don't take it as oh, what's he talking about? Oh, yeah. he doesn't know what he's saying, or oh, oh yeah, he yeah. insulted me. I take it as whatever the fuck he just <laughs> said. I I'm just taking to my heart right because i i respect where he's coming from and he's a mentor of mine so i take it as he's right i got to get better absolutely and i think it's hard to find that these days in this world because we're so caught up with being politically correct and socially you know correct and conscious of everyone's feelings and absolutely. i think that hurts the creatives often you know
0: yeah i completely agree with you and i think you know what it's when you reach to the point in your life and your career that you actually taking your work seriously and you're not kind of afraid afraid of criticism, then you eventually start progressing. Because if you're living in the kind of bubble when you think you're the best and you 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 think you're doing a good job, on the top of that, everyone is just, you know, topping on your back, you saying, Oh, you're good, don't worry, you know, your work is amazing. Um, you know, then you're kind of like having this ego and this confidence which just destroying you, right? There's, there's another component to this though.
1: Which you, which you, you brought up just now. There's another component to it. Social media, yeah, is a bit of a problem because, to your point, like, how do I say this? If I can get critiqued by, let's say, in a group, let's say in one of these Facebook groups, photography groups that I belong to, I can have random Joe Blow critique my work, but random Joe Blow doesn't know his ass from his elbow, yet he's critiquing me. Yeah, and it's kind of like it's it's a weird. Thing As you and I are both understanding, we both agree as professionals and, and people who have achieved a certain level of success in our careers We're saying to each other now like you and I are in, yeah. in agreement that you know Hey, if Peter Hurley were to talk to us and say and give us critique, we would know to respect that right? Oh, absolutely But if, but if Joe Blow from Wichita, Kansas who <laughs> Can't shoot for shit couldn't shoot a cat Okay, is giving us feedback on social media does it make us then are we contradicting our own advice by saying we're not listening to him? Yeah, and, that, and that's one of the things that I I talk about that regularly. I all, I always bring up. I have an entire video on it on YouTube that it talks about qualified opinions. Mm-hmm. That that's if you're going to find mentors and get feedback, you really can't do it in a Facebook group where you've got 10,000 members and everyone is entitled to their opinion. Yes, because you need to get the. Re- if I'm talking to you in Calgary and you have something to say to me, I can listen to you. You, you
0: understand? Yes, if absolutely. Dylan,
1: if Dylan were to call me and say, hey, blah, 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 whatever, I would listen to Dylan. Yeah. If Joe Blow in some photography group wants to hit me up and give me criticism, and then I go to their website, and it's like, you couldn't shoot for <laughs> shit. Like, how are you telling me anything? It's a bit of a problem. So it's, so social media becomes a whole nother realm of, like, where are you getting your advice from? Where do you seek your mentors? And I think it's really yes. important that um, if i if I have any message to this rambling that I'm doing, it's that if you're a an aspiring headshot photographer, find your mentors and choose correctly. absolutely. make sure you make sure you're finding people who you admire who have a certain level of success, a certain level of achieving uh, quality and a certain standard and 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 limit your feedback from the world. I kind of closed out. I think it was uh, Zach Arias who was talking about, you know, just forgetting the white noise Mm -hmm. and just, you know, zone out of that. Find your few mentors and deal with those people. Don't let every single person Mm -hmm. who has an opinion on Facebook in a group
0: affect you. Absolutely. 100% agree with you. And you know what? Also, like, I want to add one more little thing that sometimes people pick things which have nothing to do with the headshot, you know, like, you're just putting to critique, And I don't like her jacket, which has, like... (laughs) nothing to do with the shot right but they try to kind of rip apart your image and just pick on something you know they try to find something that they kind of feel that you know they know stuff but you know as you said you know you look at the work and this is exactly you know what the way i do it if i get some kind of negative feedback the first thing what i do i just jump into those people kind of uh feed and see what they do and if they they can't do things then automatically, I don't even respond. You know, there's the conversation is over, and you know that's I. This is a really valuable point for I think a lot of those folks who are watching that you know don't take those haters seriously, especially when they you know they didn't achieve anything and they just sitting on the you know Facebook and they just picking on people and they you know try to rip your shots apart. But that's,
1: and, there, and there's always someone who says there's always someone to defend them who will say. That everyone's entitled to their opinion and and, and I agree with that however the way I always summarize this and and, and kind of make the point is if you're trying to get better at free throws right absolutely and there and there's a guy next to you on the foul line who's shooting 25% from the free throw line and then he's telling you what you're doing wrong then there's a guy to your left who shoots 90% free throw right Forget about the guy shooting 25%. It's true he might have an opinion and maybe he's got something to say and maybe he's got some technique, but he's only shooting 25%. Yes. <laughs> so, like, that alone should disqualify him from improving your game. You want to move to the guy who's shooting 90%. Absolutely. And whatever he's doing, pay attention to it. And always find people who are better than you. Never find people who are on your same level. I, that's another lesson that I, I often stick by is I don't want to work with other photographers who are – either not as um i don't want to say good i should say good i don't want to work with photographers who are not as experienced as me or on my level or yes. beneath me right i want to work with photographers who are way past me yes it's going to teach me something i feel like i don't i don't want to shoot or learn from somebody who's just and, and like i said it's a really tricky conversation to have because you have these people who will say well you can learn something from anybody
0: you can learn from yes. a baby well, we're oh, gonna have a lot of haters tomorrow, so. I learn from the baby, but
1: I mean, the baby's not gonna teach me about like proper, you know, aperture or some random little trick that I should be using with something for skin tone or some special technique that I didn't understand.
0: So, anyway, find your
1: find the right mentors and find the right people. people. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so now we're gonna to go to a little bit of a different topic. Um, I know you're a huge um, movie buff. You love movies. You know, you're really inspired by them. So. Let's say you you could have to pick wherever you want, you know, from the entire movie industry, um, some celebrity you'd like to have at the front of the camera. So who oh. who that would be? Oh. Who who like who is on your kind of bucket list that you'd like to shoot in your lifetime?
1: I have a file.
0: Okay. <laughs> so let's uh, pick just few. I know
1: for a fact that Christopher Walken is on that. Okay. Christopher Walken. Uh, William Dafoe is on there. Okay. Uh, Tilda Swin Tilda Swinton. Okay. The fish actor, the the red hair, yeah, uh, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Um, I'm trying to think. Rihanna is Rihanna is like my girlfriend, so there's okay. really no. Like everyone knows that. So I mean, obviously I, she's in that category. if I ever get her in front of my camera, that'd be great. Um, but. Interest like just faces. I'm. I often think. I'm like. I'd love to have Christopher Walken for like okay. just ten minutes. Just, because you're not. You don't have to do anything with him. I'm. Uh, William Defoe. Same thing. William Defoe. Just for years, I've always been like, man, I love to photograph that guy. I remember him from, from uh, To Live and Die in L.A., which is like an old '80s movie. But I always remember his face and his smile. I'm like, that guy would be great to photograph. And Brad Trent actually photographed him. And I was talking to Brett about that shoot because I, I wasn't on that shoot with him. And uh, he was like, Well, to be honest with you, he goes, I didn't do anything special. It was William Defoe. I set up a, a light and a background, and he just, that's it. It wasn't any magical recipe or formula for like, Oh my God, I did all these special techniques and I had three lights. He was like, It's William Defoe. It didn't take much. And I, I find that's true with even my clients. Now, I have some clients where it just works really well. They they just kind of come in and they just kind of do it and it's awesome and I post it up and I'm very excited about it yeah, as yeah. if it's all me but it's not me it's it's ninety percent them you know well, they just
0: have it yeah I think you you're right but I think also you know th- because you put so much work into it like you you have like big piece of that shot also as part of you right so I I know it's about them but. Again, like I think we've put so much work into it, and you know, like I think every photo shoot also is something new, just bringing something new yeah. to the table, right? Which do, I think do, that's do what it's. Do, do you get nervous
1: before, like when you, you have a client and they pay you, and you you got to do? Do you get nervous?
0: Um. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's it's always something kind of uncertainty, right? You you don't yeah. know what you're getting into. Um. But you know what, like. I think but that's what drives me kind of to 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 kind of focus more and um, I, I really love just working with people I think that's what is the most exciting about this this job that you know they actually giving themselves to you and they kind of like standing at the front of you and then you, it's there they're in your hands right Um and then you know every as I said every shoot is different every person has some story every person You know, have something to offer, you know, uh, just finding them to, to, you know, putting them in the right, you know, mood and the right pose and, you know, trying to find the the right face expression, you know, it's like a challenge over and over and over again, right? And it's this, this job never gets boring, I think, because, you know, if, if if you would have maybe the same client for, let's say, all the time, there's a different story, but like every, every shoot is different, Right also the way i work you know i work with different locations i'm really also trying to um push myself to shoot in different places right because you know i'm getting into let's say offices and they're like okay this is the space and you have to figure out what you're going to do so that's also what i love that kind of uh, something that you know i'm i'm not sure about they have to figure it out i have to kind of uh, challenge myself and then make this work so Sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um, but i think the more you do those things you you become better and you see things which nobody else kind of can see
1: yeah.
0: um, so that's why i would never change this job for anything else like you know i i think i'm going to do this till i die there's, there's no there's no other option at this point and then you know it it's it's bring me that energy and you know what like and that's what i feel my passion too that you go to the shoot and, and you have this like adrenaline, like, you know, I don't know, you're jumping off the plane or something. I don't know, I'm sure you're getting this the same. Like, you know, you just like, okay, this is going to be exciting. This is cool, you know, I'm so like kind of pumped up. I'm going to go for the shoot. I'm going to just nail it, get something interesting. And you're getting that kind of adrenaline over time. I get nervous.
1: I get, ner- I, I get nervous before every single shoot. I feel like uh, a complete amateur at the beginning of every shoot. So as much as this whole cocky Kanye West thing comes out, I get, I'm confident in what I do. And and that, you know, that carries me through, but I get nervous. I get nervous before, especially when I leave town, when I shoot in Atlanta a lot, I'm back and forth and I'm down there and, and, um, I get nervous, I get worried, and I think that's a good, for me, it's a good thing, I use it as people, I look at every single photo shoot, I talked about this before, I look at every photo shoot as if I'm in a studio about to make the Beatles' white Album. Mm-hmm. or i'm about to make you know kanye west the college dropout or jay-z's reasonable doubt or i'm about to do you know journey's escape album you know yeah, or yeah. foreign or four i i look at every single session like that like every single session for me is like okay it's game seven of the nba finals. Okay. yeah <laughs> deliver and it really it, i use it as motivation and i use it as christ you know anything could go wrong and I I gotta get this, and I I think it serves to keep
0: me on my toes. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Cool. So my next challenge for you. So what I've done, I actually uh I dig in into your website and Uh-oh. I dig in into some you know interesting stuff, and I picked six images which I absolutely love, and oh. images which really um yes. inspired so me. So, so what I want you to do is I'll show you them one by one, and okay. I would like to kind of hear um i would say a little bit of story like you know maybe a little bit about the person about the shoot if there's some interesting story behind it anything which you find interesting to add to this image uh just kind of tell me well some of the secrets and then and then so i'll show you the shot is so i'm gonna start probably with your favorite one so let's let's start with this one
1: uh, andrew berg okay, okay. That, that's that's a great example of what I said earlier. In fact, he was probably some of the inspiration for what I said just, just now about sometimes a person just shows up and it's like, they, it's 90% them. You know, I did my job technically, but 90% of it was them. Um, Andrew is interesting. He came to me from one of the agencies I work with here in New York and okay. it was like, yeah, he needs headshots and blah, 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 whatever. He's going to come to you. And I was like, okay, great. So schedule the shoot, Andrew One second And, I'm there, I'm on my location, I'm on the west side, and he shows up on a bicycle, soaking wet with sweat, okay? Like, just soaking wet, a mess, in shorts and a t-shirt, and I was like, and he has his backpack, and I'm all set up, and I'm waiting for him, and he was late, and uh, I was like, hey, we shoot your headshot, right? He's like, yeah, 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 he goes, don't worry about it. <laughs> he goes into his backpack, he throws on a t- another. takes off the t-shirt he had on, throws on another t-shirt takes his hair and, like messes with it. It's like, all right, let's go. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. He sat down, we shot the rest is history. He, he turned out to be probably one of my, and this was early in my career. He was one of my first clients. Really. Um, I was experimenting up until that point and he was one of the first paid people that came from an agency that was like this thing and it was, you know, it was serious for me. And, uh, he just knocked it out of the park he just he had a lot of experience he had years of experience on television and commercial stuff and he kind of just sat there and nailed it so the few pointers and things that i gave him as far as like hey just engage me a little bit just give me a little of that confidence he just went right into it and his look and everything just i just
0: all i had to do was like that guy yeah well it's it's a great shot like it's <laughs> it's it's yeah like it just stares at you and you can look at this image forever like it's really cool okay so let's go to the next one
1: Ah, Delaney, Delaney. That was it. I shot her twice actually. Uh, Delaney came from an agency as well okay. in New York. Uh, they sent her over to me, and she, uh, we, we had one day where it was really windy, and her hair was like all over the place. Okay, and she's got this beautiful stringy, blonde hair, and it was all over on a windy day, and so we had to reshoot and. Delaney was just the coolest. She had a she had a really tight lip though. She had like that resting bitch face. Yeah. And she would tell me she was like I got like resting bitch face and you know I was like all right well let's just you know just keep blowing out of your mouth if I see the tension then we'll get rid of it and she was very easy and pleasant to shoot and we had fun. I actually experimented with her a little bit early on because she was another early client of mine, and I remember I hadn't quite nailed the. Uh, specifics of the location where I was shooting. I had like several options within okay. the same location of like where to set up. Like, should I set up over here? Should I set up over here? And she was one of the people I experimented with as far as where I was shot. And we actually shot like on a on a platform, like above mm-hmm. the street level. Okay. Like it's, like docking, like some state uh, some uh, platforms. And I moved the lights up on top of these platforms and shot her up there. And okay. That was
0: cool. it. Perfect. So the next one is. Ah. And I absolutely ah. love her face expression like it it's Just beauty like you just it's nail great. it to the the the, the exact second to what you're supposed beautiful to do like
1: girl, yeah. Beautiful skin beautiful hair. I actually used her shots for some video tutorial that I did on, on retouching Okay, because okay. her skin was just incredible in her eyes and yeah, she's a really cool girl. She does like a blog um, and she does a bunch of modeling stuff here and there for another agency in New York, and she just she just nailed her stuff. She was another one where she kind of came in and just knew her stuff. Mm-hmm. This is the thing I think this is the lesson from all this. this is what I was saying. So ninety percent of it sometimes is going to be the client. If, in other words, if you get Brad Pitt in front of your lens, it's not really going to take much, yeah. right? Providing you know what you're doing from a composition standpoint and getting a clean, sharp image and, and knowing how to, you know, photograph somebody, it doesn't take much to have Brad you know, Pitt in front of your lens and get a decent shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angelina Jolie, okay? Uh, Halle Berry, right? It, it just doesn't take a lot of our expertise to get that shot. They kind of know what they're doing, they've got the looks, they've got the angles, they've got the eye stuff, so it kind of just works. Um, So when I say that a person 90% of the time, it wasn't me, it was them, it's because 10% of it was me just doing my job as far as composition and lighting and my technical ability to get clean, sharp images, Mm -hmm. right? The rest Mm -hmm. of it was all them. For a headshot photographer, when it's not that easy, when they don't bring all that, when it's not Brad Trent, 90% of the job is on us Mm -hmm. because we have to train them or work with them to be comfortable enough to get the best out of them so sometimes we're very lucky and that is a case where i got very lucky where you know the first guy you showed andrew you know just incredibly easy to work with um you know this this last shot incredibly easy to work with they just kind of show up and
0: do their thing and it makes it much easier for me perfect okay let's go to i have three more okay
1: ah (laughs) michael Cox. Okay, so that's Bradley Cooper's little brother. We call him. Okay, he's literally my first
0: ever client. Client. Okay. And he came from an agency. So that's the shot which you've done on the first session, or did you shoot him? That before? was
1: my that was my first session in my studio on the west side in New York, okay. outside my studio. He, that was the, the first time I shot there. Was with him, and but I had shot him earlier. I shot him locally around where I live. In, like, over by a school somewhere, when I was first testing my softbox and my speed lights, he was one of the guys that the agency sent to me to test on. And I shot him. The, the shots are somewhere online, but it's a shot of him. And it's like, you'll see the green. It's when I first discovered that I hated green. I hate grass. And he's in that shot. And those were my very first shots. Wow. And then I reshot him when I found the location. I reshot him there. And that's what those shots are. Wow guy he's the, the best thing about about uh michael cox is that he was the reluctant he's the reluctant good-looking model guy he's like a really kind of doofy fun cool he's a lifeguard in new jersey he doesn't have any pretenses there's no like oh i'm a model if you look at his shot he looks like he's you know mr cool yeah oh yeah. but he's not he's like not. a really fun <laughs> like really fun cool doofy kind of guy and it just worked i was able to work with him and get him to be that other dude and and to be you know bradley cooper kind of thing but really cool he's probably one of my favorite clients of all time
0: well it's a great shot for sure okay so now we're gonna go to those shots which um i think the face expressions which you got they i have to say more than perfect so let's kind of look at the shot and i'm sure you're gonna ah wow (laughs) okay
1: so that was an interesting i when he showed up i thought it was gonna be a difficult session Mm -hmm. honestly i completely misread that i thought that i I was like that's gonna be a difficult session um he's a really a little guy you really uh short um and a very interesting look very character type, like mm-hmm. just incredible. like he had a lot of scarring and like he just had a certain look about him. And I was like, man, how am I going to shoot this guy? Incredible guy to work with. I mean, just fun, had the expressions. He had a lot of theater experience, a lot of New York theater experience. He was very comfortable with himself and he knew himself and he knew his looks and he understood. Um, he understood his emotions and the way, what he was bringing across on the camera. So that was just a great session. just worked. Perfect. Great guy.
0: Awesome. Okay, so the last one is this shot. Michelle. I, I really you know, love this image. And and I think you said something that um, she can go straight to uh, Law and Order or something. Like some kind of. But it's, was, it's, it's. It's what she's going for. Yeah. Oh, she okay. was going for
1: that look. Um, Michelle, that was in Atlanta. That was on a rooftop in Atlanta before I found my other spot. So that was on a rooftop outside somewhere. And um, Michelle just – she just had that short – she was – she had a very interesting look. She had a short cropped hair and she was very, like, poised and she had a really good sense of energy about her. And it just, just – and her eye color. So her, between her eye color and her hair and her mm-hmm. different look, she had a different look about her. She just knew so – that's the thing. Some actors completely understand their look and they get it and they're comfortable with it versus – versus actors who don't quite know their look or they want to look another way or they're not comfortable with the look they have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's usually a problem. But some sometimes people come in and they have a very distinguished look or they have a very quirky look or something about them is a, it's a little... Weirder, let's just say, mm-hmm. which is really beautiful sometimes. I yes. mean, the most beautiful people usually have some oddity about them. There's, a, you know, there's some weird eye or something about their nose. And they're, they're not some uniqueness, yeah. Yeah, there's a the uniqueness that makes them so beautiful. And Michelle's one of those people where her eye color and, and the short hair for her face, she had a very angular face, and she knew herself really well. So when she looked at the camera, it just worked.
0: Perfect. Okay, so I have a couple more questions for you. Yeah. Um, so, I want to ask you looking at the last I would say five to ten years what yeah. have changed in hatchet photography would impress you the most and we're gonna kind of go to the second half of this 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 question is what are you kind of seeing in the future happening to the hatchet photography like how, do you think it's gonna still change a lot or are we gonna kind of stay? on the same kind of path we are right now. Um, if you could just give me a little bit, your kind of opinion or something, did you have a chance to even think about it? I think,
1: okay. So starting with your first, uh, the last five or 10 years, I think, well, I've only, I mean, I've only been in the business. I mean, prior to me getting, when I got my headshots done back, I got my headshots done by a woman named Blanche Mackey in New York on the West side. And, uh, I'll never forget that experience, but uh, that's back when it was like black and white headshots and it was yeah. more three-quarter and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with digital age and things and what I've seen over a few years, I've been I've only been shooting headshots like three years or so mm-hmm. that I've actually been, you know, full-time doing it. Um, the thing now is that everyone's a headshot photographer, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's like everyone's a headshot photographer and I guess that's because of supply and demand because everyone needs a headshot either yeah. social media LinkedIn or you know, everyone's acting absolutely yes yeah. yeah especially in the markets that I'm in like you know I'm in New York and Atlanta and Atlanta has become like Hollywood East per se I mean they're doing a lot of film production there they're not mm-hmm. really casting major principal stuff there but there's a lot of stuff going on so there's a lot of actors and there's a lot of uh, agencies and stuff popping up so because of that that demand everyone's become a photographer um I, I don't. I don't think headshots are something where you're going to see this diversity. It, it's kind of either three quarter or fully cropped or landscape or portrait, yeah. right? Okay. Um, or it's natural light versus studio light. Studio okay. I see. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those things, and and everyone's gonna have their own opinion on what is better or in which market is that more popular. At the particular time mm-hmm. when I first started shooting in Atlanta, I heard um that the landscape cinematic thing wasn't favored but then i you know, i've been sold out in atlanta ever since so really it didn't it doesn't have an effect and i and I, I addressed that specifically with people i told them like look even if, if i shoot you this way it doesn't make a difference because when i crop the shot for a thumbnail mm-hmm. it's going to look the same on your actor's access page or when it's viewed from casting it's still going to be cropped to a certain you know it still works mm-hmm. So that, you know, I, I think trends will, will come and go. I think as long as you get the expression of a person, you capture an actor, whether it's natural lighting studio light, 10 lights, one light, no light, sunlight, landscape or portrait. I think the general gist of a headshot is going to be somewhere within this range of, you know, mm-hmm. capture the actor and get their expression yes, and, and capture their personality. And that's really going to be, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I doubt that. 10 years from now, I'll be like, oh, actors' headshots, now they want full body shots of your feet and everything. And I don't see that happening. I don't
0: know. Okay, so my last question is, and I left the tough one to the very, very end, what kind of impact you want to make on headshot photography?
1: uh, My impact would be on act. I want actors to be really educated on headshots. Mm-hmm. For me, that's my biggest thing. Anyone who follows me or sees any of my social media knows that I, I often address actors, and I'm very intent on getting them to understand how important their headshot is. Um, for me, part of the thrill of my job and part of the reward of what I do is knowing that what I do doesn't end at that session. They have to take that headshot, and they've got to go out, and they've got to get work. So it's a really big responsibility for like what we do, is a really big thing. It doesn't end. You know, it's not, you know, you shot them, they paid you, that's it. It's more like, man, the the work I'm doing for them right now has to work for them. Mm -hmm. Or I'm screwed. That's that's how I see it. So I'd like to think that actors, if anything, I train a lot of actors, or at least my vision or my message gets across to a a ton of actors to understand. Like, I want one day people to be like, oh, I read The Actor's Headshot with Christian Webb. You know, I'm working on a. I'm say that because I'm working on a book called mm-hmm. The Actor's Headshot, which is going to be like the blueprint, the sort of an actor prepares mm-hmm. you know, Stanislavski for actors to learn everything about headshots. Because I feel like in acting school, they don't tra- they don't teach you that. Mm-hmm. They te- you know you kind of learn you know you have to get a headshot, but they don't they don't have a whole course or a, a week or How two where work? they discuss the importance of your headshot, How to, what to look for in a headshot, how to be prepared for a headshot, how to come into a session ready for a headshot. And I think if I can do that and have that impact and have people say, hey, I learned a lot or I've got better headshots strictly because I learned those few things from Christian Webb, that'll be a good thing for me. I
0: Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so, so much, Christian, for your time. I really appreciate it. I think we have a great chat. Um, was lovely to 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 chat with you and i hope you know what at some point i have a family in new york so you know eventually i'll, I'll definitely uh, visit you <laughs> and you know we can have a glass of wine or beer together for sure um and um again i just want to say that you know keep inspiring people because you know your work is um uh, extraordinary like you know i've i've learned so much from you and you know i have to admit that sometimes i was looking at your work and i was like i need to get like this guy like. <laughs> I did, That's good. Yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. So so you are really big inspiration for me and then you know also what I want to say that I'm also thankful for and I think I don't know this is unique for headshot photography uh, industry but for whatever reason um you know people are more open to share their knowledge. Um I I'm coming from from kind of like wedding uh photography industry and you know those was a really like you would nobody would tell you anything you know everyone was just like okay this is my secrets and you know this is my stuff but i for for whatever reason i found in hatchet photography we have completely different approach we share the knowledge we help each other we um you know do things which definitely help us to get better so so that's something which um you know and i think you and and um, and dylan and there's a bunch of other guys who um you know they they start this whole thing which is which is Extremely amazing and I'm, I'm hoping we're going to continue this whole thing because that's going to bring this entire industry to the next level so, thank you so much uh, for your time and um, Yeah, let's 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 keep in touch and um, yeah, thank you again.
1: I appreciate it, man Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here and uh, shout out to everyone who's like I said been an inspiration and people who are doing their thing and anyone I've i have inspired myself or whatever i appreciate the feedback and such and you rough appreciate you all thank right you. thank you